Let's pray. Come Holy Spirit. Come Lord, we give you permission to do what you desire. Make our minds, hearts, and souls fertile soil that your word may bear great fruit. Illuminate the scriptures for us. Convict and console our hearts. Speak for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Temptation. Temptation happens uh, to us all day in so many ways, in small ways, in big ways. Temptation. Many times we can get very frustrated with ourselves, like, gosh, like, how do I fall for the same trap over and over again? Maybe we feel like, uh, I don't know if if you like to fish, I love to fish, and sometimes I look at the bait we're using, if you ever use an artificial bait, I'm like, what fish is so stupid, like, that they're going to eat this, <laughs> but I don't mind it at all, you know, right? And so sometimes for us, right, there's this like, gosh, like how do I continue to fall in the reality of temptation? And we could even ask ourselves, maybe get frustrated with ourselves, but then maybe with the Lord, like, Lord, like, why do you even let me be tempted? Like, come on, what's going on here? What is the, what is the purpose of temptation at all? Today, at the beginning of Lent, the the church gives us Jesus entering into the desert. And as there's something very interesting here, it says, the Spirit drove him into the desert. Matthew and Luke, it says, the Spirit led him into the desert to be tempted by Satan. I don't know about you, but I kind of, pray and read with this like I thought Jesus and the Holy Spirit were boys like what's going on like the whole lead us not into temptation he's like yeah get in there man why because Jesus entered into the desert to be tempted by Satan to defeat him to do what Adam and Eve could not do to do what Israel could not do to do what in our own power we cannot do to defeat him. And he was there for 40 days. Numbers in scripture have have deep meaning. The the number 40 is associated many times with a time of purification, a time of trial, a time of of, uh, betrothal, this time of the desert from being freed from slavery in Egypt to the movement to the promised land, right? From slavery to being sons and daughters being intimately united with the Lord in the promised land, these 40 days, a time of purification and a time of growing in intimacy and faith with the Lord. So Jesus enters in those 40 days. And it says at the the end, Satan tempted him. And there were three temptations. We ask ourselves again, what is a temptation? It's an enticement, right, to sin, an enticement to sin. And, and we, we think of like sin, like why would I ever want to sin? Because sin is an apparent good. Like it seems like it's a really good thing. 
And it's so how oftentimes we can get confused on the back end of it. We're like, gosh, I knew, <laughs> like I know this, I've been here. But when you're in it, this is, again, like that fish looking at the bait, like it's, it's shiny, it makes noise. Those hooks hanging off of it are kind of cute. Like, I don't know what it is. Let me just eat it. And then you're like, gosh, it's ripping my mouth off. Because there's an enticement. It seems like it's a good thing, but it's not an actual good. So at the end of 40 days of fasting, Satan tempts Jesus with three things. And the first temptation is just this, if you are the son of God, right, turn this stone into bread. Now, again, we could think to ourselves, well, it was Jesus, like he wasn't really tempted. But yes, he was fully God, but also fully human total human nature so he's there and physically I, I looked I, I may get the days a little bit off but a couple of years ago I did the research I'm like man if you like you don't eat what happens to your body and like, well it's usually between day like 9 and 14 where like you just stop being hungry and your body's like we're in total survival mode and just like atrophy and eating itself and like anything that you can use for fuel that's using for fuel but if you survive past like day 30 depending on right the person like hunger comes back with a vengeance because at that point the body is like we need food there's nothing here left so on day 40 the temptation to turn stones into bread is a very very visceral temptation for Jesus. I mean, there's an extreme bodily reaction here. Like, not just bread, how about a big old pot of gumbo? Okay, come on, like, let's do this. We're dying. But Jesus, how, how does he defeat this temptation? He says, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. Defeats him with scripture and with a trust in the Father. And then the second temptation, the second temptation, he takes him up on the top of the temple and he says, if you are the son of God, then throw yourself off and the angels will catch you, right? So Satan gets smart. He's like, I'll use scripture to tempt you with scripture. So here you go, throw off the angels. Like it says, the angels will catch you. And he's like, again, should not test the Lord. And then the third temptation, the third temptation, Satan takes him up on a high hill and he shows him all the kingdoms of the world. And he says, if you, these are all in my possession. If you just bow down before me, you can have them all. Now, this temptation for Jesus, again, in his humanity, if we go to the Garden of Gethsemane where the enemy comes again, is that Jesus knows that his mission is to come back and to rescue all nations to take us back out of the grip of the enemy and back into the heart of the Father. But he knows that this will cost him his life. And so he's in the Garden of Gethsemane. Father, if this cup could pass from me, right, take it, sweating blood, knowing what is before him. And so the initial temptation of this is that it, the, the enemy is above and he's showing him all the nations like, hey, I will give you the thing that you came here for with no suffering. I don't know about you, but if I would have been to resist the first two, that third one, I'd be like, no suffering? And I'm going to get what I came here for? Sign me up. Let's go. But again, 
Jesus trusting more in the Father says no to this temptation. Says no to Satan. And in that, it says Satan leaves him and the angels come to minister to Christ. Even again in his humanity, being ministered to by angels. When we are tempted, what happens is a lot of times what we're doing, what we end up doing, is we stare at the temptation. And our eyes are fixed on the thing that we're tempted with. And we're either like kind of mesmerized by it and just dive right in, or we're trying to wrestle it ourselves, and we get our butts kicked. But where Jesus teaches us in the midst of temptation is to turn our gaze and our trust to the Father. To the Father. Scripture tells us that uh, these same three temptations were basically the same temptations of Adam and Eve of eating right from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It looked good was pleasing it was good for food it would bring wisdom these three temptations that saint john talks about lust of the flesh lust of the eyes and the pride of life they kind of sum up all of the temptation that we experience and it says this when adam and eve fell why did they fall it says because they let their the trust in their creator die in their heart and so they disobeyed him They thought, oh my gosh, these things look good and there is a longing within me for them. And now all of a sudden I don't think, right? I don't think that God is gonna provide for my longing. So I am going to grasp at what is before me even though he has told me not to. Like Christ in the desert, like I'm I'm starving, like it'd be good. And so Satan, the temptation was, if you're the son of God, right? If God is your father, he wouldn't let you out here to starve. But Jesus holding in the truth. And this is why it's so important for us, as St. Paul says in Romans 12, to be transformed by the renewal of our minds, to know what is true, to know what is true. So that in the midst of temptation, that we won't be enticed by an apparent good, but we will choose the actual good, which is trust in the Father and obedience to him. And even like Christ, be willing to die for the sake of surrendering to the Father. Because that's oftentimes, if we're honest with ourselves, if we're honest with ourselves, it feels like dying. Like you're in a group of people and folks are talking about someone and you're like, oh my gosh, I got the best piece of gossip. You, everybody's gonna love this. It's gonna be great. And be like, where'd you hear that? And you almost feel like, oh, I wanna say it, I wanna say it, I wanna say it. Is that like something's dying in me that I don't say it? Or lust or greed or whatever it is. But this dying, as we surrender ourselves, then, then asking the Holy Spirit to come, asking Christ to come within us, then in those moments, what's happening is in the midst of that temptation, as we choose to trust in the Father and to die with Christ, we become victorious and we are strengthened. 
we are strengthened in our virtue and in our fidelity to the Lord. So when temptation comes, let us not be mad or angry. Maybe sometimes we can be excited because, Lord, now you are giving me an opportunity with your grace to defeat the enemy, to trust in you, Lord, to die with you that I might live. And St. Paul says this, we boast of our afflictions, right, these trials. Why? Because affliction produces endurance. Endurance produces proven character. And proven character, hope. Hope what? Not in what I can grasp with my own hands or figure out by myself, but hope in Christ who comes to save me. In Christ who comes to save me. The Spirit drove Jesus out into the desert and he remained in the desert for 40 days, tempted by Satan. We too experience temptation, this enticement to sin. But let us not be afraid because Christ himself was victorious and he invites us also into victory, which will mean suffering and death and difficulty in the midst of it. But on the other side, rejoicing. Rejoicing that we too, with Christ, have defeated the enemy who comes to, to steal us from the embrace of the Father. This Lenten journey, we enter into the desert with Jesus. As you come to receive the Eucharist today, let us make an act of faith and trust in him. Lord, whatever I need, whatever I long for, you give me in yourself. And know that in the midst of temptation, he is with us, strengthening, providing, and healing. Come, Lord Jesus. Come Holy Spirit and defend us and strengthen us in the midst of temptation that by choosing the truth, we may rejoice in victory. You've been listening to the Christ the King at LSU podcast. If you would like to become a golden giver or learn more about what we do, please visit ctklsu.org.